0: 7.46, time for our chat with Tom Ackerman, who's at the Newbold BMW Toyota Sports Desk. Good morning, Tom.
1: Hey, good morning, Scott. How are you, buddy? You feeling good about the Bills today or I'm, what?
0: I'm excited. I mean, they're playing at home. This is going to be an emotional game because it's the same game where DeMar Hamlin, you know, almost died on the field because they're playing the Bengals. Uh, I don't know what to expect. They haven't played each other. Uh, um, Josh Allen and Burrow haven't faced each other in the NFL at all. So there's a lot of questions.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Burrow went to the Super Bowl last year. This Bengals team is loaded with talent. Uh, They absolutely are capable of winning this game. I think the big key matchup here is those Bengals wide receivers against the Bills secondary. Uh, The Bills secondary is dealing with uh, injuries uh, beyond DeMar Hamlin, and they're young. Um and Burrow can throw the ball around. Uh, so you know you've got uh, a if lot he has, of things going. If he on has there. time
0: to, if he has time, because he's missing three starting offensive linemen. Exactly. So, that.
1: so that that's going to be the key is is the fact that you've got to get after that offensive line. And if you're Buffalo, you cannot hold back on a pass rush. Uh, you don't want to leave anybody on an island back there. But you got to make sure that you get burrow under pressure and make him make quick throws and not get downfield on you and on the other side you know the Bengals are going to have to deal with Josh Allen and this Bills team I think that uh, Allen's capable of doing anything that he wants I really do I I, he is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in a while Um, I, I think that this is going to be his game I think that the Bills find a way Uh, to to win this game by more than what they did last week. I think last week was a wake-up call for them. I think the Dolphins came in and played well. Um, You know, they won it by a field goal. I don't see that this time around, but we'll see. You know, the Bengals are a really good team. I don't want to discount them at all, but uh, this is the Bills game to lose without a doubt. And on the other side, you know, I expect a very good game in San Francisco. I think the Cowboys can win this. Um, They have – a different. This is a different Cowboys team than, than the one that always finds a way to lose. I, I I think this team is extremely athletic, especially on defense. I think they have a good pass rush. The problem that the Cowboys face here is that the best player on the field is probably Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, the 49ers have been very successful since he became a starter. They're actually 11-0 and when he starts. Um, and, you know, they don't have an answer for that if they put pressure on on Brock Purdy, who's had a very nice uh, run here, uh, he could just get it into the hands of McCaffrey, and they could do some serious damage there. I don't see that as too much of a threat to the Cowboys to win this game. The Cowboys are going to have to play their own efficient offense to win this football game, but I think that they will. I I, I like um, you know the the Cowboys' ability to overcome what has been a very long drought here in the playoffs. Uh, you got more in faith in the Cowboys. Round.
0: You've got more faith in the Cowboys than I do, especially facing that 49ers defense. And that Brock Purdy kid, I mean, I do think there's going to come a moment though where he's a rookie. He was Mr. Irrelevant. There's going to come a moment where the pressure is going to be a lot on him and I don't know if he's ready yet.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the Cowboys, I, th- I really think it's about the Cowboys' ability on offense uh, to keep pressure on him too, you know, to, to make him answer. Uh, don't let the 49ers, don't make it easy on him and let them play with a lead. I mean, jump back at him every time and try to take the lead and make them beat you uh, and have to answer what you do. I, I think another player who's really key here is Tony Pollard. Uh, he's kind of taken over the running duties for Dallas uh, over Ezekiel Elliott, and you know he can really make things happen out there. I, I think he's a very nice player, both running the football but also a very good receiver out of the backfield. So this is a, a Cowboys team that has a number of threats. I know they've been a running joke for a long time, but I, I think that this could be the year that they finally break out.
0: Well, yesterday Chiefs fans had to have a lump in their throats when uh, Patrick Mahomes goes down. But then, you know, to see him go back out in the second half and end up winning the game with a wrapped ankle, uh, quite an impressive performance, and we'll have to see how serious this injury actually is.
1: Yeah, he says that x-rays are negative um, and, uh, you know, that that nothing's been diagnosed necessarily, but he's going to have some soreness there, no doubt. He says he's good to go. Uh, but, you know, that is a, a I mean, that is, his whole thing is being mobile and being creative. I mean, he's a very good drop back passer, but, you know, getting on the run, firing a little shovel pass, the jump pass, which he actually did for the game winning touchdown uh, to Valdez Scandling. But other than that, you know, he, he was moving up in the pocket. It's just an unfortunate thing. Uh, the player uh for uh, Jacksonville, Key uh, just kind of fell down on him, and you know it, 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 these things happen in football. And you know, unfortunately, the player uh, Mahomes is not going to be himself. He's not going to be himself next week either. But as he showed in that game, he found a way to get it done. He also has one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Uh, All right, you know, good. The, the Jaguars, grief. yeah, the Jaguars have <laughs> you never. You can't cover that guy. <laughs> The Jaguars, since, like, the 90s, have never been able to cover a tight end. It's kind of been their thing. Their defense has always had trouble, no matter who's coaching them, it seems, covering the tight end, and I knew it was going to be a big day for Travis Kelsey. 14 catches for 98 (laughs) yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I think the other player next week will be huge for them is Pacheco. Um, Mm. He ran for 95 yards. He was really good. Uh, The Jaguars are not a pushover. I mean, as they showed against the Chargers, they have, and, and Doug Peterson's going to get them into a really good place this guy knows what he's doing he's won a Super Bowl Um, I thought that he would throw everything at the Chiefs because you know he was the Andy Reid protege and learned a lot from his mentor and almost took him down but unfortunately for the Jaguars it was just uh, one of the best teams this league has seen in the last decade the Kansas City Chiefs and they are in the AFC championship game
0: yeah you can see in the next few years uh, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lawrence Those four in the AFC are clear cut above the rest. It's going to be quite interesting to see uh, how many each one gets to in terms of Super Bowls. Yeah, Um, I agree. Yeah, well, I got my tickets, Tom, to Tuesday night's game at Enterprise between the St. Louis Blues and the Buffalo Sabres. I'm excited about that. And I was just reading some scuttlebutt about Ryan O'Reilly. Somebody was posing the idea that he might be traded this season, maybe the Maple Leafs might be interested. You heard anything? Well, about that's that?
1: been out all year, I think, because, not that specifically, but I think that's been out all year because of his contract situation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the last year of his contract, and, you know, depending on how the Blues are. Do you want to get something for him? I think that's really the number one question here, is are the Blues buyers or sellers? It's something that gets tossed around every single day. Today they are this. Today they are that. Uh, now that they lost to the Blackhawks 5-3, to three, I would imagine that fans are buzzing that the team is a seller once again. They're 10th in the Western Conference. They can't seem to uh, – actually, they're 11th. And they can't seem to make a climb. Uh, every time you think they've got a little something going, they lose to one of the worst teams in hockey, Chicago. And, you know, they gave up two early goals in the rest Rest is history. Uh, So they're not able to recover last night, and I don't know if they can recover this season or not. I mean, I've said all along that I like this Blues team. Uh, I, I find them at times entertaining, but I also find them at teams very frustrating. And so to me, that's the definition of a mediocre team. They're not a great hockey team. Are they a team that could sneak into the playoffs? Absolutely. But if they find themselves in a situation where they need to deal O'Reilly and Tarasenko uh, they may have to do that just to get something back and get themselves prepared for next season and beyond. I don't see the Blues ever tanking like the Blackhawks are doing. I see the Blues making sure that they have a solid foundation and they, they have some good young players under contract. Thomas and Cairo come to mind. Colton Parecos had some struggles uh, back on the blue line. The Blues have an issue in front of them, though, and that is what I mentioned from the get-go is who are they and, and where Are they in terms of the standings? Can they stay afloat until the trade deadline and then swing a deal in their favor? Or are they going to have to deal off some of these players to get young talent back?
0: Yeah, uh, a team that's not playing mediocre right now is the Billikens men's team.
1: Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, They've won five straight. This is the best start in the A-10 under Travis Ford after... Really a bad non-conference. I mean, they had a couple of nice wins in there, but otherwise losing to SIUE when you're up 18 puts a bad taste in your mouth. Now they come roaring back here after losing to UMass and giving up 90 points. They have locked it down. But not only defensively, offensively, Scott, they have really started to share the basketball. I thought one of the significant developments for this team was losing Uri Collins in the George Washington game. He did not play because of an illness. What they found was they can still win without him and they can distribute the basketball efficiently and play a smart offensive set every single time unless they're running uh, to get themselves buckets and they have done that now and now they've found another score and this is what we were kind of hoping is that sincere Parker would become that next option from the outside. This kid was a first team All-American in junior college. He can bury the three. He had 20 points yesterday. Billikens win over LaSalle 84-71. Now they're 6-1 and one in the league. They're going to have to win this league to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to have to win the A-10 tournament. There are no guarantees in this A-10. Right now, as it stands, it's a one-bid league.
0: All right, what's coming up at 10 o'clock?
1: We have a lot coming up. We'll run through the NFL for you, get you all set for that, run through all of our sports news of the last couple of days. Then at 10.30, Travis Ford will talk Billikens with us. We'll also hear from, among others, John Moselock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations at 11.30. We have some fun things for you in between there. 10 to 12, Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX.
0: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?